This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. One more time in overtime. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday night, November 25th, 2015, and the San Jose Sharks have done it again. They have found a way to win it in overtime. This time, your hero is Patrick Marlowe. He gets the overtime winner, and the Sharks win their third straight overtime game. And guess what, folks? They're back into a playoff spot. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks post-game show this is live and interactive so chat with us and fellow sharks fans on our youtube chat on the page or the app you can also follow us on the social at teal town usa and of course that means twitter instagram youtube facebook soundcloud reddit and of course for more sharks content hit us up at tealtownusa.com hi how's it going Puck guy here, running it solo tonight. Got some uh, guys that are on the uh, flu-like symptoms, so we hope they are feeling a little bit better tonight. But a win is a win, even though if it did give us, um, oh, I don't know, nightmares of hashtag it was 3-0, of the, all the wrong reasons. So uh, I'll be looking into the chat tonight a lot for you since we're running it this way. I'll be coming to you a lot more uh, in there, let's go with what you got so far. Uh, Patty continues to be the king killer. <laughs> yeah, he he seems to be uh, doing his thing against the kings as always. <laughs> you know, uh, Patrick Tyler somehow San Jose is in a playoff spot. Go figure, go figure. And that's not the only crazy thing that happened in the NHL tonight. So. Uh, somehow, uh, SJ somehow has leapfrog Vegas. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I don't know, I don't know. Uh, it's one of those things, you know. So, Sharks go on the road for one road trip, uh, one game road trip really for LA, and then they'll head back home to Van- uh, take on uh, Winnipeg on Wednesday. And then they'll play the Kings again on Friday, on Black Friday. So let's get at it. Um, is it 11 once in Shimmick? I want to say yes. I think they've won now nine of their last ten uh, with the victory here tonight. So let's get at it. Uh, so 553, Eric Carlson. Yes, that Eric Carlson. Uh, bang with a sweet snipe, sweep snipe. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, didn't look like there was much when you saw the, um, saw the robo cam from center ice that, uh, Eric Carlson buries one past Jonathan quick to make it one, nothing slowly, but surely, you know, slowly, but surely 
he started getting his game around and leading leading shot blocker on the team, and we'll talk more about that as well tonight. Definitely taking his pain, definitely taking his gain with the goal there. His third of the season, that was from Couture and Kane to make it one nothing. And then, uh, oh, we have a super chat here. Skylar Greenberg, two bucks. Thank you very much. Sharks win. Puck guy isn't the sick one. Hashtag miracles. Oh, you know, one of us, one of us, Eric's has uh, has to be around here. We got to make it happen, especially when Eric Carlson scores the goal tonight, right? So, uh, <laughs> Rob Iman is Shimmick the Sharks version of Jimmy G. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> uh, I, I've been up and down with Shimmick lately, although his presence in the alignment reaps huge benefits for sure. Just another Randy G. Four, and, four, 10, and one seems like a bad just dream at this point. Yep. 12, 11, one, or excuse me now, 13, 11, one. So, uh, you know, the boys are... Uh, the boys and Teal are getting on a roll big time. So uh, let's continue on here at 731. The Shalena Goldman uh, special here. <laughs> Hella dudes on a frozen pond for the Los Angeles Kings. That sets up a Sharks power play. Uh, had some good chances, but nothing really getting it done tonight uh, for sure. Uh, at 17.54, Redeem Shimmick would take a hooking call. Uh, that would uh, set up a Kings power play. Didn't go well for them uh, this time around. Uh, and honestly, their power play didn't do anything. So, oh, I am getting a phone call. I wonder who this could be. Landy, is that you? That That's me. Hang on. Landy, is that you? That's me. There we go. Eric Landy joining in here. Uh you're you're making it through, but uh, of course I need to change your uh, your name. You are not AJ Strong. <laughs> no, I am not. So uh, while we do that, uh, Eric, uh, hi, bud. Uh, our our namesake scores again uh, to make it one nothing after one period. Yeah, you know, I figured since you know he scored, I should probably hop on and we'll get the trifecta of Eric's going right. <laughs> Yep, definitely. Uh, California Cruise and anyone else going to the game on Friday, I will see you there, my friend. Uh, so come and say hi. I don't, I don't buy. <laughs> uh, so uh, definitely there. What did you think of the first period? I, I thought the Sharks, even the spike getting outshot 11 to 8, um, looked pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I think their neutral zone play was really evident and really strong in that first period. Um, the shots that I did see kind of go in um, were coming in from the point um, and, you know, very easy to save, you know, very easy for Jones to kind of spot. Um, so, uh, you know, as far as that goes, they were limiting their chances to really low danger shots. And, and I liked that out of the, the defensive scheme tonight. Yep, definitely indeed and I, they definitely have been a lot more defensively sound lately I, at least just watching them they look like they've been doing a lot um <laughs> well we, we, it's one of the running jokes we've had for years california cruising ha have you fold your laundry landy 
Well, I just did a whole bunch of new laundry, so it's sitting over here on the bed, which I changed my angle this uh, this season. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of an optical illusion. It's there, but you can't see it. It's it's part of the mojo, I guess you could say. It it was, uh, it wasn't folded when we were four ten and one. Now they're on a roll. You know, <laughs> just it's say it's it's the lucky laundry, right? Uh, so Landy, thank you for jumping in. Uh, he, he's one of the ones with the flu-like symptoms, so, uh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're not next to me. I'll, I'll say that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, uh, was out for the count there for a little bit. I had, uh, that stomach flu going on and I had that, uh, just had flying pillows. Some more laundry coming in. Um, no, it was, uh had that stomach flu that was kind of going around and, and I've had some uh, congestion and, and stuff like that. So I'm on the mend. Um, All right. And yeah, you know, we're able to push through, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Rob, I'm in Teal Town should do its own three stars of the game. Yeah, we might have to get to that point because we'd actually be realistic about it. So we'll get to that in, in just a jiffy. Uh, so uh, second period now, uh, Drew Dowdy takes a... a Big time hack on uh, LeBanc going in. Almost thought that might have been a penalty shot. Sets up the Sharks' last power play opportunity of the night. And mm, no, I mean the the Sharks' power play is kind of gone on a little cold bit here. But hey, hey, you know it's kind of hard to like really be good on the power play when you're not getting them, right? So you know, I I, I don't know I. That power play looked good as far as a movement standpoint. Um, I, I think the first power play was a lot better, but the second one um, wasn't wasn't too bad. But I kind of felt at the latter half, um, you saw Burns kind of stay on a little too long for my liking. Um, I wish that they would have uh, swapped out uh, Eric Carlson a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, and you could you could definitely see that in the uh, in the forward core as well. Just not not really um having a lot of uh, uh I, I would say urgency through their moving movement of the puck um, right so really i think on the latter half of that that power play it kind of kind of fizzled out yeah uh, <laughs> I, I love this uh we've got the running joke now for the sickness going in phantom's got flu-like symptoms too and, oh, no. and and like half the team when talking about it to pdb He's listed day to day, so that's always good. Uh, California cruising, saying he's a healthy scratch. <laughs> oh boy! Well, uh, so now you know what it's like to be Tim Heat. It seems like, but moving onward, uh, the Sharks would go ahead. Yeah, no, I just wanted to respond to Sleepy Mofo with the question. So we're we gonna get on Steve Spot about the lack of goals on the power play again. You know that first power play looked. Uh, good as far as their movement and I've liked the power play in which in in their movements and um, you know just using the umbrella to great effect I really think that it has more to do with the lack of, of drawing calls um, and not getting as many reps on the power play in game time um, versus anything else um, so you know I'm not worried about the power play right now and you look at the penalty kill it's just it has been just the the stalwart um, all season. I mean, the only consistent part of the game that has been, you know, from from game one. So yeah, 
you know, I, I, I am not ready to uh, start waving the, uh, the emergency flag yet. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of my take on that. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it is a concern because they, they do go over two tonight and looking at my numbers and chat, tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, in the last six games, they are without a power play goal, but they've only had 8, 10, 11, 13 chances while their opponents have had 11, 14, 16, 19, 23 chances on the power play and only one goal allowed. So kudos to the Sharks penalty kill uh, for getting it done. Uh, definitely something that they want to look forward to. Something else they want to look forward to is not taking bad tripping calls and we're seeing this brendan dillon at 330 of the second period in landy uh, we've seen this kind of creep into their game is that they've been kind of taking the little lazy the lazy plays the hooking the tripping calls the holding calls uh lately and that's what's getting them into into pk trouble so yeah you know and, and a lot of the a lot of the calls you know there, there were a few questionable ones tonight, um, for sure. But again, you've got to make your breaks. Um, and when the Sharks are not moving their feet, they get themselves into penalty trouble. And I'm wondering, you know, just because the 7D works from a standpoint of winning the game, I'm wondering if maybe the forwards are a little bit more tired because of, of getting taxed a little bit more, therefore taking those kind of tripping and hooking and and obstruction penalties because they are trying to slow the game down because they are a little bit tired. So, you know, I think it, it you're you're having the chicken and egg kind of conversation here. You know, does it come from be, because there's not as much forward depth, so they're taking the penalties on that, or is it the other way around where, you know, this because they're getting into penalty trouble, they're not able to kind of roll consistent lines and therefore taxing the PKers even more. And I'd be interested to see from a perspective of who is taking these these obstruction penalties. Are these penalty killers that are taking these penalties? Or is it, um, you know, I know uh, I've seen LeBanc take quite a few lately. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it just it kind of wonders. And I wonder if somebody can in the chat can do us a little uh, quick uh, stats. Uh, I'm just going through my stat sheet. He had Shimmick, Dylan, Gambrell, Sorensen. And too many men tonight alone, you know. That's, yeah. So those are those are penalty killers, right? I mean, um, yeah, you know. So again, it's it's going to be a challenge, especially with the forward depth that the Sharks have at the moment or lack thereof. Yep. Um, and, and so they're just going to have to kind of fight through it. But really, they got to keep moving their feet. Yep. J.F. Turner uh, saying to both of us, the lazy penalties are happening because they are due to PDB's lineup. Needs to change quickly or they'll be burned out. I, I agree. I, I agree. Uh, Rob Iman with the free Noah Gregor. Um, you know, uh, LD Shark with a little bit of the conspiracy theory there on the uh, refs calling us out. Um, I, I might be with him because, I mean, like I said, you're you're it's 23 to 12 in the last six games for penalties. I mean, it might be a little bit of a combination of both, um, you know, I, I, you know, also, I think it's, it's, uh, I, I think that there's still that, that Evander Kane penalty, uh, you know, uh, refing penalty because it seemed like, especially last game, they were not getting any kind of benefit of the doubt. Um, and, and so, 
I'm wondering if they're still paying a price for for taking out one of the refs and and again the the whole Weidman incident. It's it's different, yes, but there was definitely a a penalty tax, so to speak, that Calgary had to pay, and that lasted at least half of the season. So I, it could be, it could be, um, but I think it also it also has to do with the lack of depth. I think I really do think that, especially with the the types of penalties they're taking. Yeah, and and that's going to hurt them down the road. But we know it won't hurt them down the road. A hot Timo Meyer. Yeah, and. I mean, and- Boy, talk about a guy who really needed to step it up um, and bring in it tonight for sure. Yeah, uh, at 619, he gets his seventh from LeBanc and Eric Carlson. LeBanc with a sweet cross-size pass to feed to Timo. He buries in there to make it 2 nothing, And then just a minute 26 later, Timo again uh, with a nice dish from LeBanc to Brendan Dillon. Dillon's with a beautiful thread-to-kneel pass. Uh, for uh, Timo to, to uh, slide it in to make it 3 nothing. Um I, I mean, Timo, I, I think I have it here. His seventh multi-goal game, he had five last year. This is the first one, obviously, this year. Uh, and six goals in his last ten games, starting to really come around and really showing that the value of that, of that uh, contract that he signed. Yeah, you know, and and Timo has been notoriously streaky, um, you know, and that's just kind of the way that he has been um, through his career. So getting him, I you know, I, I um, you had Jamie Baker come out on to the broadcast tonight and basically say when he simplifies his game, that's when he's on and and playing the best. And uh, and I agree with that. I think that. When Timo Meyer is using, you know, all of his physical attributes, whether it's his speed, whether it's that um, tenacious forecheck that he that he can dish out and and laying out the hits and and you know you don't have to go looking for hits, but you know making the hits when they're when they're applicable. Right. Um. And when he's doing that and, and engaging himself physically, the mental game comes along with it. So if he can continue to keep his game simple, continue to uh, go park himself in front of the net, um, you know, use that fabulous wrist shot that he's got, um, you know, he, he's going to get back on pace. And, and dare I say it, I think he already is back on pace for, for a 30-goal season. So um, just continue to do those little things. And, um, you know, also an underrated part of his uh, game this year is his defensive game. Um, I've really, really enjoyed um, Timo and Barkley Goodrow together. I think Barkley Goodrow's, you know, hard work ethic is is starting to rub off on him. Um, and, and so maybe that was just the, the right guy to put Timo with. And I've been high on Barkley, um, you know, all, all throughout the season. I think we've talked to, talked to it so many times, but that goal, that overtime goal in Vegas, really, he's, he's just a different player. He's, he's a different player. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a bona fide second liner now. And he's doing a fairly good job at, at holding down the fort while, while Hurdle's gone. Yep, Definitely. Uh, Jordan Furtado, who were the three stars? The number three star was Andre Kopitar. He had the tying goal in, in tonight's game. Uh, then it was, um, oh gosh, what, why am I drawing a blank all of a sudden? I am drawing a blank all of a sudden. Oh, uh, Adrian Kempe, uh, he had a, uh, I believe he had a two goal night. 
uh, or wait, was it two goal? No, he had a two point night. Excuse me. Yeah, goal and assist, I think. Yeah, and uh, Patrick Marlowe, uh, with the uh, overtime winner. <laughs> I don't know. I- I'm just not sure uh, about that. So, you know. <sighs> And, you know, it's interesting, too, because between Anaheim and L.A., I've always thought that L.A. were the the more um, I, I would say that they definitely are less biased than than Anaheim. I've always had a problem with the way Anaheim, um, whoever's the, the scorekeeper there, who picks the, the stars. I've always had an issue with them because it just seems like, you know, it's it's more homer than than normal and i've always thought la has done they've done a fairly good job you know i know we've had the um (laughs) we've definitely had the battles in 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 many years against la but you know i've always thought that they've been pretty fair as far as from the stat statisticians uh point of view yeah i mean uh to me i think you give kempe the number maybe if if you're from la i would give kempe maybe the number two star for his two-point night uh, but you definitely gotta get Timo in there. He played. He got two goals tonight right. to, to make it happen, and then Couture with the game winner. That, that seems good to me in that sense. But it was at a three-zero lead against Los Angeles, Landy. Yeah, it you, was. You know, it was. Oh uh, boy, you you could see it coming. I mean. They, they looked like a team that was content with the three goals. Um, they looked like they stopped um, really riding that four check, and they allowed L.A. to keep coming back in. But I think what the biggest difference that we saw was just how the Sharks were not clearing the net in that latter half of the second period, especially with the last minute to go. Um, you know, you, you, had, you had a king all alone in front of the net, and, and it's just... You, Whenever you leave a guy unmarked that close to the goaltender, it it's yeah. nine times out of ten going to end up in the back of your net, and there it goes. Yep. And sure enough, at a eighteen fifty nine, Adrian Kempe gets started with his two point night, uh, getting one in with right before. And, and what sucks is that you know you know how we had taco minutes for for a moment there. They have the McFlurry minute. They score the goal at one oh one left in the second period not one minute in just a shade under so no mcflurries for any kings fans tonight there but uh they gained some momentum after two periods and then the third period my goodness la was just all over the sharks in in the third period uh sad to say but uh i mean i think at one time it was like 10 to 3 in shots on goal it ends up being 16 to 6 and you know jones had four big stops on the Kings early on when they were starting to put the pressure on. Um, you even saw guys like Eric Carlson blocking shocks, uh, taking a puck to uh, look like the side back of the, of the leg. Yeah, yeah and, and, of- and there's not a whole lot of um, padding on the backside of the leg. Uh, he stayed on the bench, though, and, and honestly, he seemed like he didn't face him, but just that, that big... You know, everybody. I think dent. I think everybody everybody in Sharksland took a big deep breath until we saw him on his next uh, on his next shift for sure. Because boy, you know, you, you just you hope that everything's okay with the legs and the knees with that guy because you know he he is is brittle at times and especially with the legs, the knees, the groin. 
And it's just like, oh, boy, you know, that's just all we need is another injury, right? Yep, exactly. And, and you talk about knees and sure enough, Dustin Brown shows up. Uh, he gets the goal. At... <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, 8.31 into the third period, Dustin Brown freaking shows up. He's like, ooh, knees? Well, I think I think we need to need a uh, deficit down to one, and he does that with his fifth of the season from Ayafalo and Kopitar. So Kopitar had a two-point night as well to uh, make it 3-2 Sharks. Uh, but then, you know, they kept getting momentum going and going. You know, 10-50, Marcus Sorensen takes an iffy interference call. We saw PDB on the bench saying that's an effing dive. Um you know, I, I look at that one again, and I am in, in agreement with Jamie on this one as far as how you're supposed to box out a player. You know, we've seen that um, we, we've seen that the that the forwards tend to um, try and make themselves as big as possible using the using their stick, kind of um, putting it horizontally uh, across their bodies, um, and especially when trying to block somebody out. And it's been a pretty effective tool um, and, and has not been called in other games. And that one to me was just one of those ones. It's just like, come on, guys, like especially <laughs> with the amount of time left in the period, you don't want to have the referees, you know, yep. um, d- dictating the outcomes of games. And that one to me, if it's just too close to call, put the put the whistles away, you know, if if it's if it's a ticky tacky or too close to call, especially with less than ten minutes left in the game, just put the whistle away. Yeah. And 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 unfortunately, you know, the sharks get called out on that one and barely hold it together um, on that PK. I mean, you could see that that they were kind of gasping for life at the end of that one. Yep. And uh, just a couple of seconds after the the penalty kill uh, or the power play expires. Uh, Andre Kopitar with his 10th of the season ties this game up at 3-3 place is going nuts in LA you're thinking oh my gosh great just to re- reiterate the it was 3-0 hashtag on Twitter from King's Twitter oh, gosh not again you know then you see Meyer getting shaken up after a bounce back shift which I thought was nice but then 1856 with a minute four left in the game you're going to call a hella dudes on a frozen pond penalty get out of here with that uh, yeah yeah and and again it was you, you you look at the replay and the sharks only have four guys on the ice you know when even with their guy hopping off there's only four guys on the ice and they end up calling that i Oh boy, it, those are the ones that you just you, you just scream at the TV like, what are the refs thinking there? Yeah, I, I, you know, and, and normally Wes McCauley has been pretty straight up with the Sharks. Oh yeah, you big know, time, I, I think, big time. You know, I think he's always been a guy who has had, um, you know, a, I I think most across the league he's really respected, and and you know, I think one of the refs that that really does call a good clean game. But man, that was they were off tonight on the. Um, on the refing, in, in my opinion, and um, boy, man, that PK just continues to bail it out. Yep, and and they would take that into overtime, where the Sharks 
would bail it out. Hey, even Eric Carlson tried to see if he could end it early in overtime going up against Drew Doughty. Definitely got a shot off, but at least, uh, you know, there was an attempt there to do that. And then after the power play was over, Sharks get that. Patrick Marlowe bangs it home. Jonathan Quick way out of position there. Uh, he gets the game-winning goal at, uh, why is it not showing up here? At, I believe it's like two and a half minutes in. Yeah, 2.35 of overtime. Yep. So about halfway there, you uh, bang it in, and uh, that's how this game gets ended. Michael Meyer with the Super Chat donation, definitely thank you so much. That helps support the show when you do that on there. Appreciate it immensely. Uh, another area for expanded video review. No. Or no. No, no, no. 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 I you know what? I mean I'm I'm uh of the opinion that they need to take out video review at this point. At, at uh in some instances. I think there's too much. Um and I think it affects the flow of the game. Um and so I I like the human elements to games. I always enjoyed that in baseball. You know, I've I've you know, even though we have gotten really jobbed on on penalties before, um, I think it's it's a part of the game and, and it's just something that you have to fight through as a team. Um, so, you know, I, I'm in the other fa- in the other camp of let's let's reduce the amount. Um, so and, and now we're getting some quotes in the locker room. And, and this is going to be interesting, folks. Uh, PDB had mentioned it in, beforehand about how long can they go with 11 forwards and seven defensemen. And he wasn't sure maybe they could go with a couple more games. Uh, tough to do going back to back later this week with uh, LA and Arizona after Thanksgiving. Uh, but uh, Couture with a comment uh, tonight playing 11 forwards, the last few may be wearing down some guys, and the kills are just wearing us all down. Um, Sharks need to find a way to be disciplined. I mean, uh, let me put that back up. Sharks need to find a way to be disciplined, Eric. And, and the other part two is they need the guy they need that 12th guy to get them done uh, get get 12 forwards six defensemen on board uh you know what and in in talking about it i've really liked auntie suamella being called up i've liked his game um when he's not a scoring threat he you can definitely see he's worked on his defensive game for sure. Yep. So I, I think that Auntie Suomela um, could be the answer at fourth line center going forward. Um, getting Hurdle back will also slot a, a player down. So that will give you back a 12th forward if you keep right. Suomela. Um, you know, we, we've talked about it again. It's the, it's the Achilles heel of the Sharks and whether or not um, the, the Sharks are going to be able to acquire a forward. Um, because right now, I mean, as everybody's kind of going through the the, the chat, it, it, PDB has no faith in Noah Gregor. I don't think he would play your Tykin. Um, nope. You know, Chemilevsky and Chekovic have not done very well this season on the Barracuda, so there's really not a lot that they can that they can do. So I think it's going to be up to Doug to to try and wheel and deal, um, and. Who comes at the expense of that? I, I I don't know, but you've got to have money in, money out for sure. Yep. And um, 
you know, Radil is definitely not the option. I think you, you need to send him down um, and get that money off the cap. Um, you know, I, I don't think Dalton Prout was ever, <laughs> you know, it should have ever been a realistic option. Right. Um, so, you know, getting him sent down, I think, would be would also be important, although he's on injured reserve, so he doesn't count against the cap right now. But, um, yeah, the, the Sharks need to figure out a way to get um, a forward. And they really, I mean, they need a guy, I think, who is both a little bit of a physical adjutant but can also chip in the odd goal because there's not a lot of offense coming from that fourth line. Um, and and the, the Sharks, if they're going to be succe- successful with PDB as the head coach, they need to have four lines that they can roll and feel comfortable with, you know, keeping, um, Evander Kane at 24, 25 minutes a night is not a recipe for success. Um, you know, again with Logan Couture and, and how many minutes he's taken and, and guys, I mean, they don't, they not only play the easy offensive minutes, but they play hard penalty killing minutes. Yeah. And, And like prime example, Evander Kane at three twenty six, uh, shorthanded. Uh, let's see, Logan Couture played over four minutes of penalty kill. Barkley Goodrow nearly twenty minutes tonight, and five sixteen of that was on the penalty kill. So you're seeing where it's getting distributed here. I mean, everybody was in the teens, except Dylan Gambrell at eleven nineteen. And he did half a minute of, of penalty kill. And Auntie Sihomela, who, well, 623. So. Yeah, I, again, I think I think that it's going to take some time with Suomela to get, you know, to kind of get acclimated and, you know, for actually Peter DeBoer to be acclimated to Suomela. I think that's the real, that's the real uh, crux of the argument here. Um, but again, you know, this is not sustainable, right? And I don't think it ever, I don't think it ever was going to be something sustainable, but in the stretch of, of difficult games, it's going to be even more paramount that they, that they address this. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, I, I don't think that they can do this against Winnipeg and, and quite frankly, the back to back, I, I don't see how they're going to continue to be able to roll this. Right. It, something's going to have to give within these next few games. I mean, you're going to have, you're going into a scenario where you're going to have three games in four nights. You're also going to have Thanksgiving in there. So who knows what the plan is for the team there where, uh, you know, what, what they're going to eat and such. So, and one of them's an afternoon game. I mean, you have a 1 p.m. start and a 5 p.m. start. So that can play a bit of a factor as well in that one. And uh, we all know how, how the Sharks do on those 1 p.m. starts. You uh, know, yeah. It's it not not great. So, I, I, again, I think it's going to be of, of paramount importance that they get, you know, that they get another forward. Um, and, and, and they're going to have to address this. Uh, John John with a super chat donation. Thank you very much. What was up with Burns tonight? Uh, Brent Burns played 2406, uh, had only just one shot on goal, uh, played nearly four minutes and four and a half minutes of PK time, 239 on the power play. Uh, just didn't seem like he was able to get it going tonight. Yeah, he wasn't, he didn't seem very comfortable on the ice at all. Um, really you know, making decisions in his own zone that were of the, uh, oh God, you know, 
don't throw me the puck in my own defensive zone, Brent Burns, right? Um, you know, just was not comfortable on it tonight. And I I don't I don't know. Maybe he's he's um going through a little something, you know, got a little nick or, you know, got got some something going on, yeah. maybe. Um, but it definitely looked like he was not comfortable um, in his own zone, and that was for sure. It looked like he was kind of scared of getting hit. Right. Um, so I'm wondering if he's if he's maybe nursing something we don't know about. Who knows? And, and uh, a lot of people talking about uh, the other things that uh, Brent Burns is a part of. Our power play is boring and predictable. This will be our downfall. I agree. The Sharks in the playoffs have always been successful excuse me, <laughs> um, when they've had a successful power play. Otherwise, teams are just going to take liberties, and it's going to hurt them in the long run. Uh, Sleepy Mofo adding in, the plus they play three straight overtimes, which extend their time on ice. So, so in regards to the special teams, I know that people have been really hounding on the power play. Um, something that Jamie Baker brought up many years ago, and it's something that's kind of stuck with me is if you take your penalty kill and add it to your power play percentage and you have above a 100%, your special teams are doing pretty good. Uh, right now, I believe the Sharks are somewhere in the neighborhood of 110% with a 90.5 or almost 91% on the kill. And then I believe their, their, peak, their uh, power play is hovering in the either in the 19s or the 20s yeah it's going down a little bit now it's definitely in the teens so you know it's it's above 100 percent. so you know as long as you can cash in every you know one out of four power plays i'm happy with that that'd, that'd be a 25 percent so um you know and and with the penalty kill the way it is i'm more more apt to say look I'd rather have the the better penalty kill now than the than the power play. Yep. A uh, couple of comments coming in. DeBoer, I loved our first 39 minutes. We took too many penalties tonight, and they came hard down the stretch. Yep. Pretty. I couldn't have said it much easier myself. Uh, PDB. Uh, he went on to say there were a lot of gutsy efforts, but our game still isn't where I think it needs to be. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've you've won nine of ten. Which is great and all. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the standings in just a little bit about what they've done uh, in the last ten games, which is terrific. But uh, you know, th- they've they've been successful. They're back into a playoff spot, Landy. But yeah, there's still some work that needs to be done. Yeah, and and I saw Rob Iman uh, in the chat, kind of going through and saying DW should be playing the waiver wire, and and I totally agree. I think that that's that's going to be a, a tool that the Sharks are going to need to use. Um, you know, I know that in the past they have been reluctant to use the waiver wire. Right. Um, I remember, I think it was, you know, I remember a Kyle Wellwood, I think, coming in on the waivers. <laughs> um, you know, I'm I'm not. Hey, Michael Haley. Michael Haley on <laughs> no, the waivers. Yeah, so you know that again. That that is an op, an option. Um, right now, the Sharks are not too bad actually, in, as far as cap space goes. They have 1.2 million, so you know they can add a forward, and especially if they they push Lukas Radil back down to the Barracuda. He's only he's making 700k, so that's about two million in cap space that you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to add a a, a waiver wire pickup. Um, you know, maybe you can swing a trade. And, you know, get some retained salary on the other team. Um, 
so you know the it it's not the the cap space issue is not as bad right. um, as as it has been, but definitely definitely need to do something. Yeah, uh, we got a lot of super chats. We're gonna get to you all in just a sec here. Uh, we'll start off with Justin of the Randy G. Thank you very much. Are we going to ignore the fact that Jones had a 917 save percentage? No. Uh, We're gonna, we'll get into the goalie situation in a minute. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of Joners tonight for sure. And this one, uh, Timo Meyer. over the last few games, we've way too many penalties, but our PK has been good. Yes, that's great. You know, um, but it, it can be better. Uh, Andy Man, 19.5% on the power play, 91.4% of the PK. That's amazing. And you always want to be over 100 with your power play ratio or your special teams ratio. Uh, super chat from John Burns, totally blocked Jones' vision on that one goal. Yeah, uh, wasn't exactly the best there. A uh, little bit of uh, rebound ones, but uh, you know that's what set up the entire the entire goal uh for the kings to tie it up um yes this one was of course great randy hahn i never blocked a shot but i awkwardly bumped into a bar stool once and jimmy baker goes once don't underestimate yourself <laughs> that was great that yeah, uh, was priceless tonight thank you for getting that um uh, uh, what did you think of the broadcast with uh kendall coin being on the on the broadcast once again uh i i think she's doing good she's still working out the kinks but i i think she's progressively getting better and better um you know i like, like her i i like her interjections um i think for me though it's still trying to pick her spot kind of um you know trying to tag team in on uh you know when when randy and jamie because they have a really good rapport right um so trying to get in something i think she's still maybe a little bit hesitant but overall i'm, I'm liking the addition to the to the broadcast having another player and then <laughs> setting up for that randy uh <laughs> that that little randy joke there who's like i've never blocked a shot yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> so um I'm, I'm definitely digging her on the on the broadcast i think you know picking her spots i think would be the only critique that i have but yeah, yeah i think it's a uh, good to hear another voice yeah uh so let's getting back to the goaltending because that is one of the big issues here and has been jones with with uh, i mean we've had three straight solid performances between jones and dell whether it was vegas the islanders and the kings uh it just seems like they've done well and let's also credit the defense yeah we aren't seeing the the fancy you know shots and and stuff but you know eric carlson with five blocks we don't usually talk about it you know uh you see mark edward vlasic who's starting to get better that 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 combination has worked it's finally come together you know pickles had three blocks uh, tonight and Dylan with uh, with two blocks in just fifteen thirty three of time. So there's definitely a lot uh, going there with the defense and the goaltending as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the for me the biggest kind of uh, statistic that has come out of these really good um, tended games, goaltended games, is uh, is the fact that um, Jones comes back, I think with a nine twelve or better save percentage after, um, you know, a, a, a good start by Aaron Dell. Um, and again, you know, Jones has always been 
uh, a player who plays his best when he is being pushed from below. Right. And, you know, it's so, so important that, that the Sharks have um, that, that second player that's pushing Jones. You know, we, we saw it. Um, going into the Stanley Cup playoffs, when the when the Sharks went to the to the Cup final, um, just how good Reimer was, mm-hmm. and how that really um, jump started Jones to to push him to be better. So, you know, that's going to be key for those two is for them to keep pushing each other. You know, it might be nice to see um, Deller maybe get the start against the Jets. Um, you know, to keep him fresh going into that back to back. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see for uh, Dell to get the start. Um, and then, uh, you know, you start uh, Jonesy uh, against the Kings again, because he's always got a good, good stats against the Kings and then play Dell against, um, uh, against the Yotes. So, um, you know, I, I think that that is is so paramount to the way that goaltending works here in San Jose is is just having, um, you know, a goaltender who pushes each other. Um, and, and I think that that's what's going to be key. It's going to be nice to see Jones pull his safe percentage out of the 880s finally. Um, I think he's somewhere, I think, hovering in like 892. Um, so, you know, it's good to see him kind of put some positive – uh, you know, some positive spins. But honestly, Eric, I think the biggest thing is just the lockdown defense the Sharks have played in the last, you know, it, you know, all, all aside tonight, I think that they played a fairly good defensive game except for that lapse in the, with the minute left and then the, the last 20 minutes of tonight's game. But they've been playing really locked down defensively. Um, so I, I think that... Uh, amongst anything else is, is, is a big key and a big driver to why they're playing better. Yeah. Um, definitely getting some, uh, uh, comments, uh, in the chat that are just, uh, pretty outstanding, um, and pretty, pretty bad, uh, stay classy people. Uh, you know, we are not all, uh, gifted broadcasters i obviously look at all of us so um but yeah does she still need still need some polish to work on yeah of course you know i i i totally think so uh but uh you know what you know aj saying you know would be nice to see some reps with an olenberger on the cuda yeah definitely but it's also i i think also with her notoriety i think it's just definitely trying to get her into the nhl but i i get what you're trying to get at but yeah she's she's getting there she's definitely getting there so uh just yeah and and you know i mean we we look at look at uh jamie's first year right jamie's first year was not very good on the broadcast you know i think he didn't have a lot of reps with randy you know consistent reps i know that he's been been on um and and you know especially the first year after after drew um you know wasn't tendered a contract it was going to be hard for anybody to kind of step in so you know good on the team for being proactive and getting another voice um on the telecast i think that's really a a progressive move um and it's uh again we've seen the NHL start to kind of move out of the dark ages with the you can play, um, you know, and now with the with the rumblings of, of supporting women's hockey a little bit more. Yeah. So 
And, and like Patrick you know, Tyler says, not everyone can be Tony Romo. Right, it's right. True. So, so uh, you know, as far as Kendall goes, she's going to get there. It's it's just going to take some reps. Right. And um, again, she's got you, – you can tell that she's definitely got um, a lot of uh, – of good experience that she can bring to the broadcast. It's just picking your spots, kind of like a defenseman, right? It, you know, you got to pick your spots. It's kind of like, you know, interjecting uh, when, when you're interjecting with a, with a pair that already knows what they're doing, you know, or I, wait, I, let me re- reemphasize that a pair of, of um, uh, guys who have worked together for quite a long time. So, um, Wow, uh, Aaron Martin, you stay classy, pal. So, yeah, that's that's great. Anywho, before before uh, before I really want to go off on some sorry uh, idiots, um, you know what? Let's let's get to uh, the final stats of the night, so that way we can move on from this and uh, go from there. So, uh, final shots. 36-25 in favor of Los Angeles. Power plays, uh, LA was 0 for 5. LA, uh, or San Jose was 0 for 2. Uh, the Sharks have only allowed one power play goal in their last six outings, which is great to see. Uh, hits 24-21. Obviously, the Vegas hit counter is not in play. Uh, blocks 20-12. to Giveaways 12-8 to on that one. And so I think overall a great night. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I think they're on the positive side of the possession ledgers for sure. Um, especially with the lopsided first and second period. So it's good to see the giveaways brought down. Good to see the blocks up. Um, and, and you know, the faceoff percentage is a little low, but you know, again, you don't win them all every night. So, um, you know, good on the Sharks for for kind of sticking with it, um, and and especially not getting discouraged in that overtime period. You yeah. know, they, they they could have easily crumbled, and we've seen that movie before, especially in the uh, the House of Horrors that is Staples. So, um, you know, good on them, and and especially for Patrick Marlowe because he had been a little bit on the uh, night, so to speak. Definitely, Joanna Trachtenberg making one point clear. Meyer went high on quick. So did Carlson. Carlson's shot was perfect right there. All right, with that, is it time? Oh yeah. Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. And it's definitely a wraparound tonight. Uh, a number of things uh, going on in the NHL, uh, definitely benefiting the Sharks for sure. But first, we'll start off in Tampa, where the Lightning beat the Sabers, who have started to cool off a little bit. Five to two, the final there. Uh, if your if your last name ended with a with a V, you you were in good shape tonight with the, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Kucherov scores 13 seconds into the game. <laughs> Sergeyev follows that up at 7:20. Uh, definitely a big win for uh, Vasilevsky and the Lightning in that one. Uh, in Manhattan, former well, former Shark Alex Stalock takes the loss in overtime as D'Angelo gets his seventh of the season to give the Rangers a 3-2 victory over the Minnesota Wild. Uh, in Philly. The Flyers win two to one thanks to Jacob Voracek's uh, sixth goal of the season. 
Vancouver only gets uh, JT Miller's 10th of the season as the lone goal. Uh, the Canucks lose that that gets them to keeps them at 28 points uh, there uh, in Pittsburgh. The Penguins beat the Flames three to two. Jake Gensel with the overtime winner in that one. Uh, the Flames do pick up a point on that one, though. So just quickly interjecting on that game um, and, and just on the, the Calgary Flames in general. Do we see any kind of changes there? I, I know that uh, especially in the chat kind of saying, you know, maybe a shakeup is necessary in Calgary, but maybe one of the most disappointing teams right now, especially in the Western Conference. Yeah, and there was even a breakaway. I know AJ gifted on our, our Twitter. Definitely at us at Teal Town USA. Uh, uh, with uh, Gaudreau skating in all alone and, and totally, totally not even getting a shot off. He loses the puck on a breakaway there. So definitely some changes made. Hey, Matt uh, Mike Babcock is available. So, especially when you get already have the kiss of death for uh, for their uh, for their coach, right? I think that they were came out and saying that they didn't want to do any kind of coaching yeah. changes or whatever. Right. <laughs> so we all know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Fanatical Teal are saying, "Shh, Calgary is fine. Let them be." <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, uh, Columbus won nothing over the Ottawa Senators. The only goal coming from Bjorkstrand, 21 seconds into the third period. The uh, Blue Jackets uh, go to 24 points. The Sens only a point back. So that'll be interesting there. Uh, Nashville wins in the shootout 3-2. to two. Saros gets the victory over Jake Allen. The Blues now are at 14-5-6. and six. So, uh, moving on, the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights are at NHL 500 at 11-11-4. They lose 4-2 to two to, to uh, hottest team in, in the NHL that's not the Sharks or the Islanders, for that matter. Uh, Radulov with a pair of goals, Dickinson and, and Lindell with it in that one. Uh, the streak comes to an end for the New York Islanders. The Islanders get shut out 3 nothing by uh, John Gibson and the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, so the streak ends at 17 games. I, that's just unbelievable. Gets laugh, Cam Fowler, and Andre Kasha with the goals for the Ducks. That gets them uh, to 11-11-3 and on the campaign there. And we told you about the Sharks and the Kings in that one. Uh, standings wise, definitely, uh, a lot has changed, uh, you know, over the last, uh, little bit since the Sharks have gone on this, on this three game winning streak. Yeah, they've, they've gone on quite the tear. I think it's nine of 10 games won. Yep. Um, you know, the, the Sharks have vaulted themselves back into contention and, you know, just completely rewrote the script going from belly up to predator once again. Right. I mean, that the, the sharks really have what, whatever they have done insofar as um, commitment back to the system, commitment to um, playing better defensive hockey is, has really, really helped them out. And, um, you know, such a, 
big milestone for them to to get back into playoff position prior to Thanksgiving. We all know that that is like the magical um, time insofar as, you know, playoff positioning Mm -hmm. and being in a in a. you know, in a playoff spot um, come Thanksgiving. So the Sharks have done that, basically rewritten the script from the beginning of the season, played some really gutsy games, especially that that game against Vegas. Um, very, very gutsy and very, um, you know, a, a, a statement win for for sure. So having them vault themselves back in is, is just quite frankly amazing um, right now. They are uh, one point behind Vancouver for third spot mm-hmm. um, with uh, uh, with the same amount of games played. Um, they've got uh, they have they're out uh, of first place by eight points, but they do have a game in hand. So, you know, that's a three game swing right there. Considering how bad this team was, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and you know, Marty T mentioned it earlier. Or Randy G just mentioned it earlier. Uh, good lord, their goal differential is minus ten, and, and not gonna lie, you know, we mentioned it a few weeks ago. It was minus twenty four, so they've definitely got that. They've also gotten, uh, you know, a lot more five on five. I mean, granted, with Ofer on the power play, all of these were five on five tonight, so definitely helps in their five on five gameplay uh for sure uh i forget where aj where was your comment there uh how funny would it be if vegas uh did the opposite of the sharks do well their first two seasons and crap the bed in their third season i i'm i i wouldn't mind at all <laughs> no no i i certainly wouldn't mind and and you know what uh all i'm gonna say is karma's a bitch yep uh hockey mom thank you very much four dollar super chat Make you're you're making you're making your son blush, and that's that's terrific. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like two games. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so super chat. You guys have been awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it immensely. There. Hey, couple of things coming up. So we have the game on Wednesday night against uh Winnipeg. That's at home Friday afternoon. Uh, Sharks and Kings, and then Saturday the Sharks are in Arizona. They're taking on the Desert Dogs. Don't forget a viewing party as we take over stuffed pizza in the IBU Tap Room. That's at fourteen twenty six Dempsey Road in Milpitas. There'll be a hockey game on. There'll be a ton of Sharks fans. Pizza prices giveaway, and perhaps we do After Dark live from there. We'll see. Not sure about the internet. I might have to bring my AOL connection over if that's the case. But uh, definitely check that out. On the the 30th at 5 p.m. is when the game starts. So be on the lookout for that one. Uh, and, of course, don't forget... Uh-oh. And, and apparently Landy's flu has returned. So, so with that, I think that's our time to get on out of here. Uh, so, Landy, before you... Uh, cough up a uh luggy along uh, yeah. yeah uh your final thoughts and where the people can find you uh final thoughts are the the sharks have been playing um some gutsy hockey lately and uh, it's good to see them buying back into the defensive systems would really really like to see that forward depth shored up and uh you know try to get them 
back to a, a little bit more of a consistent line rotation. Um, and we've got uh, we've got some some big games coming up that can really swing uh, swing the momentum going into uh, going into December. So the Sharks, uh, you know, I'd love to see them go. Let's just say uh, in the next three games, I'd love to see them get a possible five points out of that. That would do real that would do wonders for them. And uh, as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's Eric spelled with a K the right way. And uh, my last name, L-A-N-D-I, on all the social media garbage. Yep. And I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me there and tell me how wonderful I am or not. Either way. Uh, we'll be back with you on Wednesday night following the Sharks and Winnipeg Jets. It'll be Game 2, <laughs> game two of the West Side Story Series. Sharks and... Jets, uh, gotta say this. Lanny brings up more phlegm than Garnet Hathaway. Heads up. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what, though? Just just don't ban me, okay? Yeah. All right. With that, let's get out of here. Uh, a one timer saying EK65 starting to dance. Uh, GF, of course, would love a Vegas implosion. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, quickly on before we head out, yeah, uh, you can definitely see Eric Carlson getting more comfortable with the repaired groin. Um, you know, it, again, it was a it was kind of a gruesome injury and, and kind of going into it. You can understand why he started off kind of slow. So it's good to see him uh, with the twinkle toes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, oh, thanks, Hockey Mom. We appreciate both our wonderful moments. So cute of you. All right. Uh, Rob, no, no, no. All right. Hey, I already spelled it once yep. for you, so let's not do that again. Yep. In case you missed anything or want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher or viewer, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and more. So with that, we'll bring it to you a close. We'll be back with you on Wednesday night after the Sharks and Jets. And, of course, you can hit up all our content here. So until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you Wednesday.